The Lord be with you. A reading from the Gospel of Luke. There was a scholar of the law who stood up to test Jesus and said, Teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read it? He said in reply, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your being, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. Jesus replied to him, You have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. But because the scholar wished to justify himself, he said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man fell victim to robbers as he went down from Jerusalem to Jericho. They stripped and beat him and went off, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down that road, but when he saw him, he passed by the opposite side. Likewise, a Levite came to the place, and when he saw him, he passed by on the opposite side too. But a Samaritan traveler who came upon him was moved with compassion at the sight. He approached the victim, poured oil and wine over his wounds, and bandaged them. Then he lifted him up on his own animal, took him to an inn, and cared for him. The next day he took out two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper with the instructions, Take care of him. If you spend more than what I have given you, I will repay you on my way back. Which of these three, in your opinion, was neighbor to the robber's victim? The man answered, The one who treated him with mercy. Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So um, those of you who've traveled a little bit in Spain or who've walked the Camino know that when you get to Galicia, everything is made of granite. Um, the houses, the granaries, the rooftops, uh, everything's made of granite, and um, including the statues of St. James. <laughs> so um, last summer, just about this time, I was uh, serving as an hospitalero in the little village of Granon back in the Rioja area. Some of you may have stayed there if you uh, traveled along that way. And um, then after I was done with my term there, I went uh, to Compostela with my friend Tony, who um, some of you might know from my books. (laughs) He's in my books. Anyway, we were in um, Compostela, Santiago, and uh, I came across, I mean, there's all kinds of shops selling all kinds of stuff. And there's one shop had these um, very large granite statues of Santiago. And there was one that I really liked, but it was like three times bigger than this one. And I said... I don't think I could ever get that thing home. And they said, well, we could mail it to you. So I said, well, how much would that cost? Well, like $1,000 or something. 
I said, well, thank you very much. So then there was a smaller one, and this one here, and it had a kind of nice face, and it's, it was, uh, I said, I think I can get that in my backpack. <laughs> so, so I did. I bought him, and I uh, put him in my backpack, and I carried him around, and I carried him back to Belgium, where I was going next, and then I carried him across the Atlantic and across the U.S., and uh, all the way uh, carrying him in my backpack uh, on the plane with me, uh, until I got to Spokane, and here he is now after all this traveling. And the reason I bring him up and kind of point him out to you is because um, uh, I, think, I think it's a really good sign of what the Camino and what the pilgrimage is about for us, um, for the people who walk it, the people who hope to walk it, the people who um, at least walk it in spirit. Because if there's anything about the Camino as you walk along, is you find this guy everywhere. You know, almost every church, um, there's some representation of him. Uh, If you're sort of of the uh, Catholic or uh, sort of persuasion of Christianity, you kind of feel like uh, you can ask him for help in times of need. Um, You feel like he's accompanying you. And that um, he kind of got you here. He's going to take care of you along the way. And he's going to celebrate you with you when you arrive at, at his tomb, finally, in Compostela. And that accompaniment is really, really important. Because that really is an essential part of, of our lives as Christians. And really what Jesus and his apostles were about, including James. You know, um, the ministry of Jesus was not one where he... Uh, forced people to believe in God in a certain fashion. It wasn't one where he uh, stood at a great pulpit and pounded away and uh, teaching all kinds of doctrines and things like that. Jesus' ministry was, was much more subtle, uh, as we find in the gospel stories over and over and over again. Uh, Jesus was one who kind of walked down close to the earth, got his feet dirty, um, hung with the simple people, the poorest of the poor very often, the sick, uh, and was with them. It was just with them. And I think that's the critical part of his ministry and of his witness and of his testimony about the kingdom of God. It's about accompaniment. We're in this together, and we need one another, and we don't need to fear one another, and compassion for one another is part and parcel of our lives. We care for one another. We love one another. We serve one another. We help one another. Uh, that kind of being with one another along the way, that kind of accompaniment, is in a way what um, St. James represents to so many of us. Because of our experience out there, those of us who have already walked, the Camino, the Pilgrim Away. We know that's actually what happens. That's why it's such a special experience and why it's drawing you know, thousands and thousands of people. Because it's one of the few experiences in life where you can actually spend a month of your life or more or less living without fear, caring for one another, forming a community, a family, even though it's, it's kind of an amorphous one. And caring 
walking, healing, strengthening, supporting, being supported, uh, all of us together. It's one of the few places on earth where we human beings actually do what we're supposed to do, to be with one another and accompany one another. It's where one of the few places probably on earth where we Christians actually live the gospel of Jesus as he lived it. And I think that's why the gospel reading tonight, the story Jesus tells of the Samaritan and the high priest, well, the priest and the, the Levite and the poor guy that he got robbed and along the way and beaten to a pulp is so touching to us. Because we recognize that kind of care that the Samaritan had, this stranger, this guy who was not part of Israel, this heretic, I suppose, He's the one who's the true neighbor to the guy who gets beaten up along the way. He's with him. He accompanies him. He takes care of him. He offers him lodging. He heals him along the way. And in a very real way, what Jesus is saying is, you know, we have to do that for one another. And one of the places where we can learn to do that is out on the Pilgrim Way across France or Spain or wherever we end up walking. And along that way, sometimes we're the ones who are hurting. And people come up to us and offer to help us, people that are strangers to us. We don't know them. They have an accent or don't even speak our language, as you sign language. Or we're the ones helping another. Someone is beside the road and their boots are off and they obviously have blisters. You can't help but stop and say, you know, anything I can do for you. Somebody runs out of water. You share what water you have with them. A million things happen like that all the way, along the way. And that's how we learn. That's where we learn. That's this gospel of Jesus, this gospel of being with, this gospel of accompaniment. And that's why it's so special to be able to celebrate James's feast today, to gather with other pilgrims who've walked away, who've learned and experienced that grace, that blessing of God along the way, who've been able to serve and be served, to heal and be healed, to attend and be attended to, to pray together, to support one another, love one another along that way. And it does marvelous things for people. I was mentioned when I began that I spent a couple of weeks in Grañón um, last year. And in Grañón they have a wonderful have a practice of, in the evening before people go to bed after dinner. They gather in the choir of the, the choir loft of the beautiful 12th century church there. Or 14th century, I don't, know, I don't remember the century. but And they uh, have a little quiet time together and they pass a candle from person to person to person. And when you receive the candle, you can remain quiet. Or you can speak, tell a story, or you can sing a hymn or a song or whatever you want to do, read a poem. So it goes around the room. It's very quiet. It's very beautiful, uh, very reflective. One night we were doing that, and the candle came around to this young guy who um, I don't remember where he was from. It doesn't matter. Anyway, he said, you know, I'm not a believer. I don't believe in God. I never have. I've never had anything to do with religion. It doesn't matter to me. I've really never ever seen any point in it. 
that I have felt a lot of dryness in my life, a lot of emptiness in my life. And I guess that's why I'm out here on the Camino. And he said, today, just today, I was walking along and the earth was dry and it was cracked and it was dusty. And out of the earth along the path were these beautiful little yellow flowers blooming where no flower should ever bloom. And I stopped and I just looked at them. And they were magnificent. And I thought to myself, he said, that is a miracle. How did they get here? How did they bloom? What power is behind these flowers where flowers should not bloom or not be? And then he stopped for a moment. There was a moment of quiet. And he said, So God, if there is a God, I ask you to make me bloom like those flowers along the way. And I think he could only say that, tell that story, and make that prayer because he was in a circle of people who were with him and accompanying him and tending to him and listening to him and trusting him and loving him. And that's really our job, wherever we find ourselves, along the path of life. That's our work. That's our mission. That's our ministry. That's our everything. In our families, in our homes, in our marriages, in our communities, in our workplace, in our churches, in our gatherings, this little statue of St. James reminds us to be with one another. Heavy statue of St. James.